Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 294, and today we'll be talking about the trailer for season 5 of She-Ra. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, I mean, what a time for me to get into the series, am I right? <laughs> it just, you, you coming in at the last moment reminds me of all the people during Steven Universe Future, no less, talking about how they were, you know, excited to be along the journey for the end, and they had, like, just caught up on the series. And it's like, man, so much has happened. But at least with Shira, the series has only been out for, what, technically a year and a half, so I don't blame people for only just now learning about it. It's crazy that it's going to be over and that there's just this whole thing. It was really like a binge session of an entire era of television. This is as many episodes, I think, as what Avatar gave us. Because Avatar, well, Avatar was 60 episodes of 22 minutes in length. This is whatever 13 times 4 is. <laughs> yeah. I can do that math in my head. It's 52. Or on a computer. 52 episodes. Longer than The Legend of Korra, slightly shorter than The Last Airbender, but both of those shows aired over the course of like four to five years. So I I guess to start us off with a minor observation, a very minor observation from the trailer, I do like how they have Glimmer in the same kind of cell. I mean, obviously, it's the same technological base they're using as Shadow Weaver was kept in, but she's getting much nicer food this time around. Both Catra and Glimmer have very interesting roles to play in this season. Obviously, Glimmer is not going, you know, even from the finale of season four, is not going to be treated in, she's going to be treated in a weird way by Horde Prime, where he's going to be like, you know, I am treating you nice because you're royalty, but also I'm going to destroy your planet and steal your magic. So, you know, he's just being his courteous but evil self. And, you know, I, I don't know what, agency glimmer is going to be able to have from inside the ship though that's really where her and catra's friendship's gonna have to build but we don't see any catra glimmer interaction in this trailer i i'm interested to know if that is the direction they go or not because they're the only two ethereans you know hanging out on the ship i do wonder when glimmer is having her little uh smack talk session with horde prime if that's earlier on in the season and then she's in jail for most of the time or if he keeps bringing her out to talk to her and she keeps having that little antagonistic fire of hers so i guess the lore is going to be that because they're in space that limits glimmer's magic powers and prevents her from coming out of jail i guess that's just yeah how it has to be she is awfully far away from her runestone Although they are in orbit, so they're not like, they're not further out into the solar system or elsewhere. They're close enough for Catcher to watch the fires of war burn. (laughs) And yeah, man, is it burning? And man, does she look actually affected? And I think Catra, the big moments that she has in this trailer between her close up on her face witnessing the fires and then her hand actually reaching out for help from Adora. I, I think it's pretty much confirmed just from this that there is some kind of redemption in store for Catra. She's maybe going to realize that what she was doing wasn't cool and that she's a bad friend. But I, I don't know, again, as long as they're trapped on the ship, there's only so much they can do. It does look like Catra's kind of playing the let me be your guide to this planet role to Horde Prime. But Horde Prime seemingly is going to leave them behind on the ship at some point 
and do his own thing on the surface. And I'm assuming they don't get to come with him. Yeah, I don't see why he would, logically speaking, anyway, bring them. (laughs) Right. And he does seem mostly logical, except for his, probably his downfall is going to be his illogical, irrational hatred of the Shira, who has apparently been his enemy for way longer than we've known about. And I don't know how much that connects to the original lore of the 80s cartoon, but I didn't personally see that coming at all. I guess I should have. (laughs) We we kind of did, actually. For anyone who isn't aware, uh, a week ago, we recorded our audio for our look back at season four. And I did bring up that what are the odds that Horde Prime is the enemy that the Eternians, the first ones, wanted to use the Heart of Etheria on. And we decided that the odds were basically 100%. So it would make perfect sense that She-Ra was always Horde Prime's enemy. Right, like we had the idea that somehow the first ones and the Horde were going to collide. But the fact that he has a personal vendetta against the She-Ra, and then that's possibly been... Just even the fact that a thousand years ago... Horde Prime was a problem, right? So that definitely gives us a sense of the scale of what Horde Prime's been doing, which is that his, I mean, or maybe it only happened as recently as a thousand years ago. I mean, it may not be many hundreds or thousands of years also even before that, that he continually was thwarted by Shira. I mean, universal domination is slow work, but I don't understand how we cannot know what Etheria is if Etheria's guardian is his enemy, someone he's known for a long time. I'm going to be very interested to see them reconcile that. Or maybe he does know about Etheria, and he's just letting Catra feel like she's guiding him in his conquest of the planet. Yeah, he did seem... He said he had never seen power signals like he'd seen on Etheria before. So it seems like he wasn't familiar with Etheria until this point. Well, remember, Etheria has been accumulating energy for a thousand years at this point. So that thing's juiced much stronger than it would have been back in Mara's time. So so maybe that's true. Maybe he'll re- re-recognize that it's Etheria. But maybe the Shira isn't just an Etherean concept. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We are obviously going to get big answers on that because we see... A pretty important but really mysterious scene in this trailer where Adora is on maybe the first one's planet, and there's a giant portal, and there's a ghostly or angelic Shira spirit guide as well. Hmm. Why do we think that that's a first one's planet? I just thought that that was a remote location on Etheria. It reminded me a lot of the flashbacks we've seen where Adora gets abandoned. But it could be on Etheria. But also it's a giant portal, so she either just came out of it or just came through it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I just want to circle back to Ketra watching the explosions from orbit. And most of those explosions look like they're out to sea, so there's apparently a lot of naval action happening, but it does look like that's happening on the north of the planet. And so I weep, weep for our Lieutenant Worfs of the Kingdom of Snows getting taken out by the bad guy so we can show how big a deal he is. It's 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 super sad. I don't I don't know about the um it's a weird scenario when shows do this which is that the big bad comes in and they have overwhelmingly better technology, but then the actual warfare they conduct seems still smaller somehow, right? Like same problem in Steven Universe Diamonds, 
They could do literally, you know, anything they wanted at any time. And, you know, but then they didn't. And it was fine for Steven. Here, it seems like Horde Prime could, I mean, he even does snap his fingers like Thanos in this trailer. And I just feel like if he wanted to, he could just, you know, immediately kill everyone on the planet and then, you know, dig a hole to the center of it and, you know, take out the magic. But I guess he has some other plan in mind. Yeah, like literally just deploy more troops, sir. <laughs> I I also have a feeling we're going to get a lot of um, Samurai Jack-esque robot murdering in this season because his oh yes cronies are all or his soldiers are all robotic and i was thinking yeah okay he doesn't have his clones out there he has robots so that we can you know maim them and and kill them and it's fine (laughs) and it's not a moral question for our heroes well remember they already did that with the horde it would not surprise me if that's why they had entrapped to go over to the horde so they could have big scary robots for you know, the heroes to cut apart all the time, because it's like, you notice that the heroes are always super strong, but they only ever beat up the Horde soldiers. The Horde soldiers are always limping back home, saying, ow, mommy, I got a boo-boo fighting a <laughs> She-Ra. I, I, yeah, I do like that the show by default, and, and through reinforcement from the words of Bo and uh, Adora, has from the start said, it, it was never a question for our heroes that they were obviously not going to kill people, right? Like, their goal was just to stop or thwart the plans of the Horde, but not to, you know, murder them in cold blood, which other shows, you know, again, it's thinking about Avatar. pretty hot blood when you're fighting a battle. <laughs> right. Like, you know, this was like the core question for, like, Aang, though, in Avatar. Like, should I k- kill the Fire Lord? And also, like, when we fight other people, <laughs> do they die sometimes? <laughs> but But there's, you know, I'm glad that the Bright Moon army and the armies of all the princesses are aligned on on not killing people but i think now we're gonna get a different feeling in this season because they're like humanoid robots i just i'm really expecting a samurai jack type something gets ripped in half there's wires everywhere that'll be cool (laughs) just something to make it look more intense right like man this threat is more serious and you know i will they actually end up fighting more hordax though also that just made me think complete lack of hordax in this trailer what do you think of that? No, no. I do think we see Hordak in, there's the scene where that wave is going over and you see the heroes sitting in a circle and a bunch of the Horde clones, Horde Prime clones uh, around them about to get swept up by the wave. There is someone lying on Swiftwind. And if you kind of look at the image and squint, or if you enhance it a little bit, it looks like it's one of the Horde Prime clones. So. What are the odds that that isn't Hordak? Hmm. So he somehow breaks his learning as Sophia also predicts in the yet unreleased season four discussion that we have. Yeah, that that could be the case. There's also a mysterious character that looks like another princess that we see in this trailer, too, that someone pointed out on Twitter that I didn't even notice when watching initially. Are you talking about where they're running over the bridge? She's like leading them on the bridge. Yeah. Let me find that one. Um. I see a few characters I don't recognize, actually. I see Bo, Glimmer, Adora, and three people who I can't place. So, I guess Glimmer doesn't spend all of her time on the spaceship? Right, I guess that proves that at some point they escape. I am still thinking about Catra's journey in this. I think it's really fascinating that they showed another, yet another glitchy 
Catra scene where we're once again experiencing Adora and Catra's time in the Horde and, and other things. I don't know if that's when Adora somehow gets on the ship at the same time Catra's there or where this would take place where there's yet again another simulation. But we, we know these characters are going to have some kind of heart to heart. I just wonder at what point it comes in Catra's journey because it seems like it's going to be in the initial part of the season that Catra's going to think, yeah, this looks pretty bad. Maybe I'm going to be a good guy. Also, something transforms into a, like, cat ghost. Cat ghost, really? Do you see the panther or cat spirit thing? Oh, yes, that. That's what you're talking about. I I, I paused that frame and tried to see if somehow even an outline of, like, Catra was there. But I, I don't think that that happens. But I don't know what that thing is. But if we were waiting for people to have, you know, powers that we didn't know had powers... And this thing is called, you know, She-Ra Princesses of Power. Finding out that Catra is the long-lost princess of, you know, her own species and that princess of she has... Right, and that, you know, she could have... <laughs> of course, the, the cats have uh, <laughs> yarn, yarn, yarn castle, yarn land, yarn something. But, you know, maybe she has panther or whatever cat projection powers. Hmm. But she doesn't have a rune stone, so she would be... You know, we do know that there's a limited number of rune stones, yeah. Yeah, she would be a non-elemental princess, like Entrapta. Yeah, so there's that power, and then of course, at the end of this trailer, there's Adora summoning her own inner She-Ra power. I don't know if that happens before or after she meets her She-Ra spirit guide, but we're gonna see what the... exactly why She-Ra was able to be such a thorn in Horde Prime's side. You know what I'm excited for? There's that uh, little bit where Mora's ship is flying off in the distance and some horde interceptors are going after it. And I think this is going to be where we get the thing that they tweeted was going to make the astrophysicist (laughs) upset. I have the exact same uh, thing in my notes. I'm very excited to see why one of the writers had to apologize to astrophysicists in advance (laughs) in this show. I don't know if it's the spaceships or my, my guess is that it just has to do more with portals. I mean, that's already an asteroid field, it looks like, where the rocks are very close together, although it might be a debris field. Those look like stones, though. Yeah, what what do they end up fighting about in space, though? I mean, space is where Glimmer is, so that's one reason they might go up and say hi. Yeah, but do they also try to go to the First Ones planet? Again, if the First Ones have any role in this season, uh, we, we should find out if they still... Well, they do exist at least as long as ago as however old Adora is, right? Assuming they're not wiped out at this point, and Adora wasn't one of the last of them, they might be trying to reach out to them. They'd probably want to use a portal for that, though. Maybe the portal is on a planet that is reachable by spaceship. Possible, and you could you could write up something like, oh, Horde Prime could track a portal, but it'd be harder for him to track a spaceship, and you know it'll be so much faster for us to fly the spaceship at whatever faster-than-light speed than to use the instantaneous portal. (laughs) I did like the sequence with the hologram of Horde Prime, though. That was cool. Oh, he is going to be such a fun dictator to watch. The whole... What's even... You know, he's so royal and and, and kind, and he's going to be that, like, gentle, gentle fascist dictator. And I am... I want to know what his... 
goal is besides merely ruling the universe right like he has some kind of philosophy where he thinks really highly of himself because you know he clones himself everywhere but what exactly does the rest of his universe look like i and i wonder what we're going to see of that in this season as well like he's going for this power on etheria but how much of the rest of the universe has he already conquered even if they succeed in defending etheria will this season also capture in scope like stopping the horde wherever they are in the entire universe yeah it'll probably be a critical existence failure like the empire suffered when emperor palpatine died and depending on who you ask may or may not have been cloned afterwards (laughs) i mean i guess everyone agrees he was definitely cloned afterwards but how many times is the question i still i still like the one youtube animation that i saw where palpatine just like <laughs> is just lying prostrate on a planet for like you know decades just being like i'm healing myself very slowly so i think that's all i wanted to say obviously seahawk has to get a good action shot everyone is going to be really active in, in battling it seems i think even natasa and i don't remember Natasa's girlfriend's name i kept thinking that that sounded too much like a uh, flutterina which is why, <laughs> uh, yeah, Natasha and Spinnerella are going to have more of a moment in this season too, because one of them is looking pretty sad in this trailer. Yep. And what characters could we kill off without the audience having been oh. attached to them? No, that would be so so cheap if they do that. I yes, really yes, hope they be. don't kill off either of those two watch out for the first few episodes and see how heavily characterized they are i am afraid that they're going to try for a last minute attempt to make you care about them before they kill one of them off or make you think that one of them is dead you know i think the uh if i had to say the most interesting sacrifice that the show can make and i think that katra is the most likely person to have any kind of sacrifice in this season But one that would really be more out of left field is Double Trouble, who is definitely not a person I saw in this trailer. I think that they might have the ability to do that. I just don't see it happening. I I don't know. Maybe. I'm not saying they have like a heart of gold. I'm saying it's maybe like a factor that could drive our heroes to doing something different or trying something else. I don't know. But I, I don't know what role they otherwise have to play because... I mean, I think it's whatever way they end up supporting the... Well, maybe they don't end up supporting the Rebellion. They say they always take the winning side, and I bet Horde Prime is going to look like the winning side. What worse trouble, though, could they make if they're able to, you know, shapeshift to be another one of the... Or they could infiltrate the the Hordak Inner Sanctum, right? By looking like another, another Horde clone. Well, remember, Horde Prime can sense the thoughts of his clones, so... Oh, but isn't that a challenge? The ultimate challenge for an actor? That already that's a plot that writes itself right there. I don't I don't he can't sense the thoughts of non-clones, so he would go in and do his injecty thing on anyone he couldn't sense the thoughts of. He'd be incredibly well, suspicious. I mean, do you know that he can't sense the thoughts of uh, other sentient beings? I don't know. No, that's probably true. Well, I mean, if we're all assuming that Catra was trying to betray him right from the beginning. <laughs> right, he would he would know. Although he could be playing chess with her as well, you never know. <laughs> so, all in all, um, very apocalyptic. It The trailer definitely makes it look like Horde Prime doesn't dither around. And it makes it look like he just goes for the gusto and is like, hey, 
let's drop some troops now. <laughs> so, I mean, looks like the Rebellion's going to earn this win. It's not going to be Horde Prime holding the idiot ball. Nope. But is the Duzex Machina just going to come from Adora realizing a really big power? I think it's not going to be that. I think much like the season one finale, it's going to have to somehow be related to the power of friendship. But beyond that, I don't have any great guesses. Well, somehow they're going to learn how to channel the heart of Etheria without tearing the planet apart and without destroying a whole lot of things that they'd rather not be destroyed. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think Horde Prime's going to have a fun time. Just, uh, I just have a feeling that season five ends badly for him. Just, you know, having a, seen a couple, couple cartoon series in my time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, is he gonna, uh, he can't be murdered. What is the way to take him out in this show? It's not Steven Universe. It's not like his mind is going to be changed. It's not Avatar. He's not like a bender who can have his powers potentially removed. Ooh. He's just a super smart scientist dude. You know what I would do if I were the writers? I would have Shadow Weaver come up with a way to trap him in a runestone such that he's powering it, kind of give it a whole, oh, you like power so much? How about you try being power, and then she has power, because I like her. Huh, yeah, but power being reversed would be a good theme. I also, though, think there's a secret card here, which is that Hordak could be, this could be a simple my clones turn against me story at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if Hordak is able, maybe Horde Prime's mind can't be changed, but maybe all of the clones' minds can be changed. Surely they're not all having a great time either being underneath Horde Prime. Yeah. Maybe some of them too have had an independent thought time and again like Hordak did. That could be a potential undoing. That does make sense because Ketra betrayed Hordak working to her own ends. And she did that as part of her I have to prove myself. I'm going to try to prove myself to somebody while simultaneously betraying them. Maybe Hordak just straight up decides, you know what? My brother's kind of a jerk. I should overthrow him now. And helps at a crucial moment. Between Hordak and Katra, one of them could give a rousing speech to change the minds of all of the other Horde clones. And like I said, I do, I do think that Hordak ends up in the gang's possession. I can't wait for him to have his Zuko moment where, you know, he just joins, joins the, the gang. Oh, I mean, let, let me put it this way. They all really could use better hair, and I think... I think <laughs> oh, Hordak is the hairstylist we need in our quarantine times, truly. Anyway, guys, that's been us on the trailer for Season 5 of She-Ra, Princesses of Power. Yeah, if you want to hear us talk about She-Ra more, we have discussions for the first four seasons. Well, the first three seasons out on YouTube, the fourth one's coming out this uh, upcoming weekend, and then at some point we'll have a discussion out for this final season, but it'll be on uh, YouTube, I think. We're, we're hyped for that. It's probably going to be the worst editing I ever have to do because we took forever talking about season four, and I can only imagine season five is going to be an absolute mega bomb. So Anyway, guys, join us next week for another podcast episode about probably Summer Camp Island. I love that show. Oh, Craig of the Creek's getting hot. Oh, yes, Craig of the Creek. We'll be talking about something, though. Anyway, until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. 
Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.